Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I hope you are all well, inshallah. This is your host, Shabir, and welcome back to another Ilm Feed podcast. And again, we have a very special guest for you all. Uh, Canada, again, it's from Canada, again, subhanAllah. We had a very recent uh, Sheikh come from Canada, from Calgary. Uh, that was Sheikh Naveed. And I remember one of the first episodes we did, it was um, Ilyas Mao from Guelph. And now today we have a very dear brother of mine, someone who I've only met on a very few occasions. Um, but alhamdulillah, he's someone that uh, many of you would know, perhaps from the Inspiration series on YouTube. Uh, someone who is currently based out in Toronto, Canada. And that is our dear brother, Muhammad Ziyara. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, nice good to see, to see you again. Same here, same here. Alhamdulillah, How welcome. Well, yeah, Alhamdulillah, I'm doing very well. And welcome back to the UK. I know it's, obviously you. it's not your first trip. You've come many times before. Yeah, yeah, right? I've been here a few times. Yeah. yeah? No, no, no. How do you find it when you come to the UK? I, I like the UK. It's always like a nice time, you know, alone. And um, uh, the people are nice. I feel like yeah. they're nicer than, uh, not Canadians. No, I, can't, I was going to say, I can't Americans be. for sure. Yeah? Uh, yeah. But it's nice. I have, I have a few friends here that I like to see often. Alhamdulillah. MashaAllah. Brilliant. Yeah. No, it's brilliant. And uh, right now, is it really cold in, in Canada? It's snowing, actually. In it's snowing? Toronto. Yeah, it started snowing. Really? Yeah. Wow, okay. And yeah. oh, so London is, is wet weather standard, you know? Yeah, it's so always raining here. Always raining. It's always raining. <laughs> <laughs> so, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining us on the Thank podcast. You, uh, I know it's, it's short notice as well, and uh, but we thought we'd just grab the opportunity whilst you're here. You've got a few mm-hmm. events uh, lined up here in London whilst you're out here. Um, so, yeah, we mentioned you're currently based out in, in Toronto, in Canada. Uh, but you were born in 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 Gaza, in Gaza, in in Palestine. Um, and how many how many years were you there um, growing up? First of all, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Originally, I, I was born in in Canada, and yeah. and then we after ah, when I was I like four or five years yeah, old, yeah. we moved to Gaza. I see. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. And I stayed there for about eight years. Oh, you stayed uh, there for good eight years. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, with your entire family is mm. there, you end up visiting the family there whenever yeah, yeah. you can. When when I left Gaza, I kept going back and forth, of course. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, Gaza is Gaza. You 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 know you know what it's like. Uh, mm. Of course, it's uh, it taught me a lot in terms of knowing how it feels to be unprivileged in a way, mm. um, to not have um, to not have basic necessities to. To, to feel like you're in danger, to feel like, you know, you're not secure, what to do, yeah. what do you do now, what do you do next, stuff like that. Um, so that helped me, you know, shape shape who I am and shape my vision in the future, inshallah, and what I, what I want to do and what I currently do. Um, and uh, alhamdulillah, it's been, uh, I'm very thankful for mm-hmm. it. You know, when you're, when, you're, when you're going through a difficult time, you don't see... Mm-hmm the uh you don't see the purpose or the the vision that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has for you yeah you know and you just want to get out of that specific mm. situation and we all face that yeah uh and i went through that but subhanallah afterwards and now you realize that it was probably the best gift that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me so. yeah do you think i mean what was i was going to ask that like what was it like spending those years in gaza like what what were your, what are your memories like so see so many of us we haven't we haven't been and we don't know what it's like we only we can only kind of judge by what we see on social media on the news here and there yep. so what was it like for you going what are your memories from from palestine um 
So first of all, my entire family's there. So whenever I think right. about Gaza, I think of my family, my home. Right. I'm, I'm from there. Yeah. Um, you know, growing <clears throat> up, it wasn't, I didn't, I knew, I knew the whole, everybody was talking about Gaza, Gaza special, mm. this and that. Um, it's going through a lot. So I did recognize that. And the people there recognize that as well. So yeah. they, they kind of, whenever they're raising you or talking to you, they keep mm. reminding you, you know what, your people did this, you're, you're, mm. you, you guys are this, um, um, you're special because of this and that. They do empower the, the kids over there yeah, in a way, yeah. which I really like. And I think every nation has so much history behind it that you can be proud of and you can actually rock it in a way and, yeah. and just enjoy being who you are and, mm. and love yourself for it. Um, and we often have that in the community. Our youth don't realize, you know, the history behind them. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you, when you read the Islamic history, you're like, wow, I can't believe... Mm we were like this and that, but yeah, you know, yeah. they look at the community today and they're like, man, we're, we're a mess. Uh, and it, yeah. this is, or our countries, everybody's looking down on us. Everybody's like, Muslims are this, Muslims are that. Mm. And it kind of puts down our youth in a way. It brings down their self-esteem, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm sure you see that with your students as yeah, well. Yeah, um, and that's a common problem that we have, but when you study your history and you know where you're from, uh, it, it definitely helps a lot. Yeah, I mean, with with um, obviously studying your history, knowing your heritage, and I think even sometimes, I think with this generation is slowly starting to fade away. You know, like having that connection to yeah. to back home, where your your motherland, where your parents are from. Um, it's very it's very difficult sometimes um, to kind of connect, even speaking the language. Like we're losing all of these things. Do you feel like that's it's important to to maintain that connection? Yeah, I mean that's why. We, um, I, whenever like I see parents, I'm like, hey, listen, I think it would be a, an excellent idea for you to take them back home yeah. and to connect them with their culture, with their language. Mm. And sometimes you see that where you have families that can go and can afford to go back to their mm. to uh, to their countries, but they haven't been in like 10 years or 15 years. Everybody has their own, you know, their their own things that are happening with them, going on with them. I'm sure they're busy, but that's a priority. Yeah, yeah. You know, going back and connecting with your family and mm. where you come from. <clears throat> that's definitely a priority. I don't think we should miss out on that. Yeah. One thing I was going to ask you about, I remember um, a few years back, I was at an event in, here in London and you were, you, you were speaking at the event and you mentioned uh, this story, which I was like fascinated to hear. I was, I was so surprised. Um, so you mentioned how you went, you went back to Palestine when you were young um, and then it was there where you memorized the Quran, uh, which I, f I feel a lot of people probably don't know. I don't know like if you've, often spoken about this on videos or, or whatever it might be so anyway so you went back to palestine and how old were you at this stage i was 14 you're 14 yeah. years old right and <laughs> and how long did did it take me to, to to finish your memorization it was a program for two months a, a two-month program two months to memorize it, yeah right okay and so what you're saying is you were able to finish it like what you're able to finish it in two months yeah yeah i mean the um the way that they did it I yeah. finished most of it. I think yeah. I, I was like at 28 and I left right. the last two juzos, like Amma and Tabarak. Yeah, we, yeah. All, we all know them. So I yeah. had to leave Gaza right away. So I didn't finish the, these two. Yeah. But I did get my cert certificate after the exam that like I finished it. But And I'm just saying this for the truth's sake. Um, but <laughs> um, the way that they did it was, okay, we're going to, we you wake up for Fajr. Yeah. You go to the masjid, you mm. stay in the masjid from Fajr until after Dhuhr. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And you, you memorize 10 pages a day. 
Right. Okay. I see. Yeah. So you memorize ten pages a day, and and you have like exams in between the programs. Mm. And Gaza actually implemented this, and they they produced thousands and thousands of hafals. I think it was between like twenty to thirty thousand hafals through these programs. Subhanallah. Um, it was an amazing experience. It, yeah. That was the the beginning to everything that I that I did. And the reason why you mentioned, do I talk about it or not? Um. In the beginning, I used to talk about it a lot when I, I had it fully memorized and I was, I was you know, yeah, yeah. I, I was confident with, uh, with yeah, my, my memorization for the Quran. But afterwards, when I got into like school and medicine and stuff like that, yeah. you start, it's you know, yeah, so yeah. now I'm trying to revise as much as I can. So yeah. I don't call my, myself a hafiz anymore. Yeah, I, yeah. And inshallah, that's one of my dreams to fully inshallah. complete the Quran. But I did do it when <clears> I was younger. And that's something, you know, you're, you're proud of. It's like good for you. You're yeah, like, 100%. So, alhamdulillah, it was a challenge, very challenging experience for that, sure. I mean, that's the thing, because I mean, I think back to, to when I when I did it. Yeah. So, similar age. I was a bit younger when I started, but right, like the sure. average, the average is about three years. Like, this is doing it like kind of part time, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> I remember when I first heard that, I was like, two months. How yeah, is that even yeah, possible, yeah. bro? Like, yeah. it was amazing. And, and I a lot of them did it too. It yeah. It wasn't just me. Yeah, a lot. You're talking about thousands. So, you just dedicate to So, you weren't the only like, one, like... No, a lot, time, of, a lot of a lot of do people, it. yeah. You know, it's it's it was hard in the beginning. So in yeah. the beginning, I remember I memorized like four pages the entire day. It was, yeah. it, was it was difficult, but then it's it's amazing. Uh, they kept telling me, "Don't worry, don't worry, it'll mm. get better," because it was really difficult. I just yeah, come yeah. to Gaza, and I was alone. I left I left Canada to Gaza alone. Right. Um, and they were they were basically yeah. I was com- complaining, saying, "You know what? I can't memorize as much as the other students. Mm. I don't know what's happening." And there was, they were saying, just wait, your brain is going to get used to it. Yeah. By the end of the two months, we were like, or myself, I was, I was memorizing like a juzo a day mm. to, to that point. The last, day. Yeah, the last week oh, where it yeah. was just, you memorize it, you, you say it. However, um, uh, it, what, when, when we say these stories, it's important to always mention that memorizing the Quran is the easiest part. Reviewing mm. it is the hardest part. I'm sure you can relate to this. Yeah. So memorizing is easy. It's mm. not hard, but keeping it in your head is, is the most difficult part, and that's where uh, people excel, in, and that's where the real hafals are, uh, I believe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so what was it that kind of like propelled you to to do this? Was it was it like family? They were just like Muhammad, go and do this. What was it? Because yeah. I mean, at that age, you're that young, right? So like, did you decide no? I want to put two months into this and memorize the Quran. Yeah. So my cousin had done it the year before. Okay. So um, they were telling me. My family was like, "Hey, if you want to come down to Gaza, come down and do this this yeah. pro- this program." <clears throat> so um, you know, I was like, you know what? Why not? Let me do it. Mm. When I when I flew down there, the media started getting involved, saying that oh, there's this kid from from Canada who's oh, coming to Gaza to memorize the Quran. <laughs> so I I literally started. They the media would come and they would tell me, you know what? We want to take you on a tour in Gaza. I was like, you. This was before any of this <laughs> yeah, ever yeah. happened. So it was it was it was um, it was interesting for for a young kids. So it wasn't just the experience of memorizing the Quran. It was yeah. that experience too, where like. You know, you 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 started going on TV shows, and you're like, all of yeah, a sudden, yeah. people are talking about you, and and uh, the the prime minister is like, hey, I, I heard what's <laughs> happening, so just shout out, so stuff like that it was it was very motivating to me as well, right. and the people that I met, the the shiuch, the the teachers, these people, I still mm. know them, so yeah, it was definitely an amazing experience. Mashallah, no, that's amazing. It's amazing to hear. But you know, I feel like that's because I know so many people that regardless of the age because for me like personally i feel like even though you went at the age of 14 
technically it's still quite a late age to start compared to kids okay. that are like pushed in yeah, like in this yeah. country for example kids start at like the age of seven eight years old like that's just the norm so by the time they finish they're like 12 13 so so really 14 is still quite we would say not late but it's not early either yeah. so uh, the, the reason why i'm mentioning this is because i know so many people younger than me a bit older than me that they say like you know what i can't do it anymore you know, and they and they come up with these reasons like, oh, I'm just I'm too old now, or you know, I'm, yeah. I'm too busy and I yeah. I can't do it anymore. Um, but I always I always feel like you know what, it's not it's not your age or it's not time and things like that. It's just it just requires a bit of dedication. I feel like the method that you used and that you're saying, which is that you just did it consistently every single day, and by the end of it, you were doing like a large amount memorized. I feel like that is basically all it requires right yeah. would you agree like when it comes to it when it comes down to it really for sure everything down so i think anybody can memorize the quran yeah really anybody mm. uh, i think we're all born with the same <clears throat> abilities in a way only probably one percent of us are actually super talented and, and very 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 smart mm. uh, i think the environment is what shapes our brains growing up yeah so for example like a, a, a kid grows up and and he, uh, he makes a mistake in class in kindergarten, and and his his friend beside him says, "Oh, oh, you're so, uh, you're so dumb," or something, yeah, you know, yeah, something yeah, mean yeah. like that. That affects the, mm. the the child's subconscious mind, and they actually start believing that about themselves, and they can right. change into that specific person. Uh, so we all have we limit our brains, we limit ourselves, and we say, you know what, I can't do this, I can't do that. Mm. Uh, reality is. You can do it. And in fact, we know like studies show that the brain changes mm. well, the more you train it. It's called neuroplasticity. It starts changing and and uh, to adapt what you, to adapt to what you're doing so it can handle that skill. So memorizing the Quran is definitely just difficult in the beginning. Yeah. Um, but the most important part is definitely your intentions. If your intentions are good and they're for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah is going to make it easier for you. 100%, yeah. um, and it's only difficult in the beginning and then it starts getting easier and easier because, you know, you start loving it more. It yeah. starts becoming, you start putting less effort. It starts becoming a part of you. Like, yeah. I can't go a day without memorizing the Quran kind of thing, kind of feeling. You'll, mm. you'll start <clears throat> feeling like, this is my peace. This is my home. This yeah, is where yeah. I want to be. So... That's the point of memorizing the Quran. Yeah, you know, having the journey with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala because mm. that's it, thinking about it. The, the only the only true image or um, that we have of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, the best image to get of Him is through the Quran. Mm. Um, so if you want to get to know Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, is it's you have to go so through the Quran. Quran and just having it memorized and just being when you're driving, just being able to recite the Quran. Um, when you're when you're going through something, you remember a verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bro, it's priceless. You know that feeling. You know, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah, you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. You go through a situation, and then a verse helps you go through mm. this situation. It helps you be patient. Yeah. So you know Allah's opinion on it right away. Yeah. And yeah, you do yeah. the right thing, and yeah. you feel good because it's like, yeah, I followed a verse. Mm. So and, and yeah, it, I mean that yeah. that exact thing. It helped me a lot even when I continued my studies, like even more recently where I started learning Arabic language and started studying tafsir and things, automatically I felt that myself being a hafiz, one of my other friends being a hafiz, and looking around in the class, we had the upper hand. Why? Only because we were just so connected to the Qur'an. Compared to anyone else, not that they weren't connected. It's just that having it memorized in your, in your, in your chest, like verses just coming out. So when the teacher's teaching you Arabic, this rule... And they give you an example. You're like, oh, the Quran so, is very similar. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. everything's connecting. And then when, when you're learning a hadith 
and then you're like, oh, this is it's a similar concept in the Quran. You make all these connections, and subhanAllah, everything just comes in, and it's an amazing feeling. Yeah, um, it's it definitely is, and it helps you a lot. And there are so many benefits to <clears throat> connecting with the Quran. Yeah. Um, it's like we can go on and on yeah, and on yeah. and on and on. But subhanAllah, for me personally, um, you know, I, I see the Quran as a book filled with with so many, so many. You know, when we talk about the miracles of the Quran, yeah, I, I don't like to use this term because it's overused. Mm. But the amount of miracles you can see in the Quran that can shock you, mm. it's 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 amazing, and they're countless. Yeah, and sometimes I discuss this whenever I'm talking, whenever I'm introducing Islam to someone mm. um, who's not of the uh, Muslim faith. Yeah. Um, I, I always start off with the Quran because when you get to know the Quran, you get to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as I said. Mm. Uh, but but realizing the, the miracles for me was always very special. For example, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm studying medicine right now. And wallah, bro, I'm telling you, I would open the book, like the anatomy book yeah. and talk about, like read embryology and open the Quran. And you, you can follow word for word. Yeah. And it, yeah, I mean, the details of it, we know in medicine right now, what we have in medicine, a lot of it is in the Quran is, and it's shocking you. It's very uh-huh. shocking. Um, so just seeing that, because you're always like um, reading the Quran and studying the Quran as, as much as we can, of course, you mm. learn so much that helps you uh, with your faith. Yeah. Helps you grow your faith towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know this is the truth. Mm. That's it. I, I know 100% that when I'm alone and I'm talking, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is listening to me. It helps you get that, you know, um, belief, that strong belief that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is, is watching you and his existence and and the, the, the Prophet Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam and his word. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing, definitely right? a special book for sure. Subhanallah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting how you mentioned um, you make connections as you know someone who's who's studying medicine currently. I think that's the thing. Like, regardless of which field you're in, you will look at the Quran through your own lens automatically, yeah. and you will find something in the Quran. So a linguist will look at the Quran and yes. take these linguistic yes. miracles. And like, you know, a, a medic will take something, and <clears throat> you know. Someone who's interested in science will take something else. And this is amazing how people from all the... And again, like, you know how you explain when you talk about the Quran to people who are new to Islam. I, I mentioned these similar points. Like, this is what's amazing about the Quran. It's universal. Like, you can look at it and take something. I can look at it and take something. And we're looking at it from different ways, but it's the same word. And it's from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we find guidance in it. Yeah. And I think you just can't find that in, in any book, in any text, in any, like... Anything online, nothing yeah. nowadays. You see what I mean? It's, it's definitely. A, I, I feel bad for someone who who doesn't mm. know the Quran or yeah. hasn't been introduced to the Quran. Sometimes I ask someone, "Do you know what the Quran is?" And they yeah. say, "No." I'm like, "You don't know what the Quran is. You haven't read the Quran, really." Yeah. So I feel like people who haven't read the Quran have missed out on something that's huge. Mm. Even Muslims. Yeah. Most yeah, Muslims definitely. have missed out on the Quran. Mm. And it, okay, even even non-Arabic speaking yeah. um, Muslims. Mm. My opinion on on I, I'm not I'm not someone to speak on their behalf, but mm. from my experiences with people who have done so, such as yourself, mm. you put in effort mm. to understand the Quran, and I think that's every Muslim's job. Mm. I know that a lot of us can't do that, and and uh, most of us might not even do it. Mm. Um, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala knows your situation, yeah. of course, 
but to at least give it some time mm. during your day or during your week give it some time you know to understand it my friend he's uh he's originally from pakistan he's also a medical student yeah uh he doesn't he he, he didn't speak arabic he didn't read the quran properly yeah. none of that uh, he said, you know what, one day he, he started coming closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, mm. and it was beautiful seeing that. And then he decided, you know what, I want to start learning the Quran. Yeah. So he started finding tutors online, just finding a tutor okay. online for Arabi and he yeah. would uh, get tutored from someone in Egypt mm. who knows Arabi. So they started teaching him Arabi. And yeah. the lessons are very, very cheap. It's, 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 not, it's yeah. not much. Um, so he was a student and he was affording it. Um, so for a year and a half, he did that. He mm. had like two lessons a week, one for Quran, one for Arabi and Tajweed. Bro, I'm telling you, I can't even read in front of him now because I'm shy. <laughs> out of, you know, like yeah, his yeah. Tajweed, mashallah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Like the khunna, the qalqala, everything is on point. <laughs> you know, and mashallah, now he has like five ajzat memorized. Wow, it's in a, a year and a half and in medical school. Wow. So... The, like, he would wake up early right before <clears throat> Fajr or right after Fajr to get to get in class and then he would yeah. go to the masjid like his life changed mm. and what changed him is the Quran getting closer to the Quran and it's it's subhanAllah it's, it's dhikr it's nur it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke this mm. 100% 100% and that, that is the thing like you, you just need to put a bit of effort in uh, yeah. regardless everyone thinks it's young like I, I had a friend um, he's actually still one of my very close friends and uh, when we were studying this guy I mean you have to understand like he's come from a background of law so he's been to university he's got his degree he's got his master's everything right so he's he's considered like a mature student he's, yeah. he's old like you know to, to join he joined after all of that he, he was married by this stage he's already got two kids right so we're talking about like he's near his 30s right he joined and he did his studies like he was the most dedicated student and by the way again from pakistan yeah. not a word of arabic tajweed is very poor at this stage and then he committed six years full-time oh, after degree and everything else and in that time uh he also had another kid right so it just adds on to to thing uh and in that time i think he had to move houses because of his situation i think six or seven times in those six six years by the end of it, he's like one of the top students in the class, awesome. speaking Arabic, he's teaching, he's got his own institute now. That's awesome. So do you see what I mean? Like, that's awesome. the, re the only difference was, compared to maybe other students, was his dedication. Uh, he had that desire to learn, to, to understand the words of Allah. And now look at him, like... He's, was he he's working like, when, when yeah, he was of course. Oh, mashallah. He's working, so straight nice. after class running off and teaching and doing this to, to pay for yeah, it man, you can do it if, yeah. if you say you know what i want to do this you can definitely do it you just just you know they, they say uh, mm. like a little bit that's consistent is better than a lot that that you shut down right yeah, away and yeah, you stop yeah. so just just doing small portions every day is, mm. is gonna it's gonna take you a long way in China. definitely well there you have it guys those of you who are who are listening and watching you know like we have our brother here two months uh, majority of the quran memorized and we have and he said that he wasn't the only one he's not like the anomaly there's hundreds there's thousands of people doing it uh and again it doesn't come down to obviously doing it in two months three months four months 
just commit to something, isn't it? Yeah. And over time, if you do it, that's the most important thing. Uh, so that's amazing. It's amazing to hear that story. Um, I wanted to speak about uh, something else. So you mentioned, like, you know how growing up, so when you went back to Palestine, like the media were kind of all over you, right? Um, so now we're, we're kind of in the day and age of so- social media. Yeah. Um, and again, I would say that even in your early years, um, because we're we're pretty much the, the same age. So going back a few years, I know what it's like, like at that age where you have a lot of attention. And I've been following you, mashallah, for, for quite a few years now. And I know that as someone who was young, you had a lot of attention over the years, right? And we're talking about on social media. So like followers in the hundreds and thousands and, you know, um, videos and, you know, people are talking about yeah. you. You know, you know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? So I guess my question is, number one, how did you deal with that um, over the years, especially being so young, having that attention? Um, because there are so many people, you know, since, the, since those years, obviously social media is a much bigger thing now, right? Yeah. With so many more platforms and much more easier to have exposure. So there's a lot of people out there, like I know um, that are, chasing the dream like they want it they want that viral the hit life. Yeah. they want that right what was it like for you let's talk about that and how did it even affect you like personally spiritually what were the challenges that you faced man this is uh, <laughs> i know it's man, a, it's like a man. deep question yeah, bro yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so um <clears throat> originally when i was when you know when everything started i think one of the best things that i had alhamdulillah was uh, a good group of friends around me uh, a good solid group of mentors around mm. me as well um so just having them uh you know always i was there you know talking to you teaching you mm. you know you're getting educated you're getting closer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you're in in the right crowd that helps a lot but when you're around friends who are like always clapping for you nodding their heads for mm. you it's like yeah good for you you're amazing you're awesome this and that you know you start feeling you yeah, start feeling yeah, yeah. like you're special, you're different. But alhamdulillah, me and my friends were always, you know, if I tell one of my, if I, if I start showing off to one of my friends, he's going to put me in my place right <laughs> yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. So it was always like that. <clears throat> um, but to be honest, just just always, for me personally, if you want to, if I want to go into what I actually think in my head whenever mm. something like that comes up, I always I mean, try to keep my intentions straight for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that does become difficult of mm. course um, but uh, it's going to be a constant struggle I always ask my mentor you know what how do I know that my intentions are 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 for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm. and I kept getting the same answer they yeah. kept telling me that <clears throat> the fact that you're questioning your intention is, is a yeah. good sign so just just keep going and they yeah. said you know fighting your intention is going to be the hardest part of your mm. life until the day you die, even for scholars, for public figures, fighting—it's not like oh, I do everything for the sake of Allah. It's it's like a, a button, and that's it. It's by default. Yeah, you're yeah, always yeah. No, it's, no, it's it's with the small actions. You're about to do something. Yeah. What's your intention behind it? Now I'm talking. I came here. What what was my intention behind it? So it's constant. It's a constant battle mm. between uh, your uh, you and yourself. Um, but it definitely did have an effect on me, bro. Like uh, uh, in terms of. Uh, you know, you're you're still young. Mm. People are looking at you. Yeah. And they expect you to be a certain way. Mm. Um, and uh, that kind of iso- isolates you in a way. 
Yeah. Because you're like, okay, you're you're uh, you're known if you're walking in the street and you feel like people are looking at you, mm. um, and that kind of makes you become you know you know feel like you don't want to go outside. If <laughs> if I want to go outside now, you're gonna yeah you're yeah, gonna yeah, yeah. feel that type of way. Where I live in Chicago, um, it's it's filled with uh, a lot of Muslims. Michelle, mm. it's it's a good area, so. Uh, that kind of does play a role with you in terms of like um, uh, how social you become yeah, and, yeah. and stuff. But uh, uh, you know, just just having yani, constantly, you know, getting closer. I feel to Allah and learning. If you keep learning, mm-hmm. I feel like that's gonna inshallah help you maintain uh, these intentions. Um, so it keeps you in check, in other words, like yeah, planning. yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, like <clears throat> when when we look at the world and at life and how small we are, when yeah. we compare ourselves to the universe and how small we are, we're mm. very very small, yeah. very 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 small. And if you or any of us feel like we're better than someone else, or we have that arrogance inside mm. of us, you really don't understand how small you are. Mm. You really don't understand. Uh, your uh, your size, or how weak you are, mm. you know you you don't, and that's why Allah Subhanahu wa Taala despises people who are arrogant, who feel like they're better than others, mm. because it shows a level of lack of knowledge, a level of ignorance that they have, because they don't understand how uh, how the difference between us and the real power. Yeah. Uh, so constantly thinking like that, I f- I feel like help me just you know. You're not better than anyone. You're you're probably you know worse than everybody else, and it puts a bigger responsibility on you as well. I'm sure you can relate to yeah. this. If yeah, and it it helps you in a way because when when you're about to do something wrong, you're like, yo, but you were saying that and mm-hmm. that and that. Yeah, definitely. And people, some people might look up to you, and and you're gonna do this. So it it takes a toll on you because when you do do a sin or something that's even that's so small that you know Allah might not like it, it it kind of um, uh, it has its its weight on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure you can relate. Yeah, 100%. it has its weight on you. 100%. It's, it's, um, it's, it's just interesting how you mentioned. Like, one of the ways that you can keep yourself in check is just by thinking and reflecting how insignificant you are. It reminds me of a story where once there's this man, he went to a sheikh and he basically, I think the sheikh said something to him, so he, he got a bit rude with the sheikh. He said, "Do you know who I am?" Kind of thing. Yeah. And and the sheikh turned around and said, "Yeah, I know who you are. Let me tell you who you are." And he broke it down for him. He said, listen, before you were born, you were nothing and you were just mud and dirty clay, nothing. And now that you're living, all you are is a piece of flesh carrying feces and dirty things inside of you. And when you die, you're going to rot and just become dust and bones. He said, that's exactly who you are. And the man just shut up because he realized that, subhanAllah, when you break it down like that, I'm actually nothing. So the Sheikh basically put him in his place uh, and said that this is ultimately what human beings are. So how many people walk the face of this earth being arrogant? And we've known in the Quran, coming back to the Quran, right? The stories in the Quran. There's a reason why Allah puts these stories of people like Fir'aun and Qarun and these people, right? How Allah just humiliated these people. So it's always, it's, I think that's a good tip as well to just kind of remind yourself that, okay, yeah, I'm getting attention, I'm getting traction, I'm, I'm getting this much love and support but really who, who am i right? yeah it doesn't change much that people yeah. are looking at you you're still yeah, the yeah. same person you just have more attention <clears throat> um uh you just you really really need to do it for allah because if if everything that you're doing is not for allah it's mm. a waste yeah it's a waste 
So yeah. Just fighting that battle, you have to keep fighting it. It's, it's not just for public figures. It's, it's yeah, for yeah. every human being. Anything that you do, if you go to work, make the intention that you're doing it for Allah mm. so you can feed your family, so you can become a better person, so you can invest in yourself. Yeah. And you will get edged for that. You know, and on the day of judgment, you'll find so much ajr and it's just because of your intentions. Yeah. But if your intentions are not in the right place, Allah is listening to you. Yeah. Allah, yeah. Allah is so close to you. He's closer to you than the juggler vein. He's right there listening to every mm. thought, every single thought. He knows what you're about to do mm. and he knows why you're doing it. 100%. So you're not, you're, <laughs> if you're fooling people, even if you're fooling yourself, you're not fooling Allah. Yeah, definitely. You know, like... um. The other day I was at an event as well and similar advice that you're saying and that your mentors have, have shared with you, like, you know, it's a constant struggle with your intentions and things like that. And, you know, how you need to. Uh, and again, like the, the standard piece of advice is, look, the fact that we are discussing this or the fact that you're you're going to a sheikh and asking or you're going to an imam and asking them about your intentions is a good sign. Definitely. Like we know that. Right. Um, so, you know, one of the piece of advice that that we always say is obviously you have to check your intentions like constantly so at the middle of the action at the beginning and mm. towards the end you have to you have to know right so in ramadan for example it's the perfect example the whole month of fasting at the beginning everyone's on it super pumped going for it yeah. and then by the time it gets in the middle it's like you know i'm not i'm not feeling it now and then by the end it's like so though we can look at it negatively and say well in the middle there was a dip but alhamdulillah at least it was yeah. picked up and you yeah. reflected there must have been something right that gave you the kick again um and the other advice is that, that I always hear and actually something that I say as well is it's good that we're thinking about intentions and we should discuss and we should reflect but at the same time I feel like there is an extreme to it it's mm. like the OCD extreme which is how you, you're, you're, you're trying to correct your intentions so much or you're thinking about it so much that actually now it's a tool of shaitan to create doubts yes, in what yes, you're doing in your yes. work does that make sense so yes. now it's like I'm doing something good in the community but you know what Oh, I don't know if I'm if I'm up for it. I don't know if I'm deserving of this. I don't know like if if I'm the right person. Ah, oh, but I didn't pray to Hajjud, so that means I shouldn't do. So you see, now Shaitan, what he's going to do? He's going to take you away from it. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to step down and think, you know, I'm not I'm not worthy, or I don't have the right intention. So Shaitan's just taken you away, and he's won. So I always yeah. share this as well, and I'm like, you know what? If you're too OCD in your intentions and in your actions, then actually there's going to be a loss for the community mm -hmm. because then who's going to step up and do it? If you're if you are the right person. And and you had the skills and you had everything that was going for you, but then it was that that put you away. Actually, that's that's a detriment. Does that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. and it, this is you hear this often as well, mm. um, uh, where it's like I don't think I'm doing it for the right reason, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you all, we always say that. Yeah, this is a door of shaitan. This is mm. classic, classic move. Yeah, uh, from him, and no, you still do it. But your yeah. job is to fight your intentions after. Definitely. Not, not you, you have to put in the work. and Yeah, but I've, I've definitely dealt with this before where yeah. it's like uh, until I realized that it's a tool of the shaitan, I would say, you know what, I'm not, I'm not good enough to speak yeah, about yeah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Quran. Mm, mm. And it, look at me or what, what, I, what, what I'm like. I'm not a sheikh. I'm not this. Yeah, I'm not yeah, that. Yeah. But as soon as I realized that, yeah, you this is this is the shaitan actually making you think mm. like that, putting that that doubt inside of you. Um, it kind of helped me and, and motivated me to keep moving forward for sure. Yeah. Mm. So you you definitely struggle with that. Yeah. yeah. 
Coming back to um, social media, so obviously, again, going back a few years, you were quite active on, on YouTube, whether it was inspiration series or making your own videos and things like that, right? Um, if anything, people can, can look at it now and say, you had things going pretty well for you, like in that space on social media. But then, I don't know, like last few <laughs> what years, happened? <laughs> <laughs> what happened basically, that's the question. Yeah. Like you're kind of like quiet on social media, it went quiet, like I wasn't seeing many videos from you, I wasn't hearing much from you, and it could just be life, like, you know, you're in medical school, right, so it's just, you're busy with things, um, was that the reason, or did you, did you have, again, like, did you, did you consciously make that decision, um, what was it? Um, so, originally it was, it was definitely, like, medical school just yeah, took yeah, over, yeah. Can you imagine? Uh, yeah, and and I was I was really active <clears throat> up until, um, I think third year. Uh, is it the same, by the way, as as like here, like similar duration, like six years or something, or is it different? No, in... it's different. You guys do it a little bit differently. Okay, um, okay. Uh, my program, the program that I'm in, is uh, it, it, my program is similar to how you guys do it okay, here in okay. the UK, but in in Canada and the states. Uh, in general, most of them you have to do four bachelors and then four med medical school. My program, my program is straight after high school, seven seven years program. Right, I see. Okay. So I think you guys have that too, where you have six years. Yeah, yeah. So after high about, school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Six years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for sure, it was very like medical school is not easy. Mm. It's it's of course, and uh, it's like you want to put up a status, mm. you want to talk about something, you want to prepare for a video. But at the same time, I have to study. <laughs> yeah. So and and when you have the energy to to work, um, you're you have to invest the energy in studying because I have an exam soon. Of course. So I would feel I would feel bad that you know I'm I'm staying away from from studying, which I am currently as well. <laughs> so, um, and that would always keep pulling me back and and make mm. me. Uh, study more so my intention is inshallah as soon as i'm done my exams i want to come back and and start making inshallah. videos as much as i can definitely not like the videos that i used to make before yeah because i feel like uh you have to take it to the next level you have to yeah, do something yeah, yeah. different you have to uh, you have to produce actual content mm. you know and that takes time yeah you know what it's like these videos are not easy mm. it takes a lot of time it takes money it takes effort yeah. it takes energy you still have to edit it it's it's a part-time job in a mm. way um, and it was <clears throat> difficult for me to, to handle both so I tried my best to do what I can during medical yeah. school and that's why I switched to nonprofit work and charity work right because I felt like that didn't need um, as much time as videos mm. but at least I can be using the the following that I have for something productive yeah. instead of just you know leaving leaving everything and just walking away so I tried my best. Mm. I tried my best to stay as active as possible. And uh, I hope, inshallah, you know, Allah accepts from me. At the inshallah. end of the day, that's the point. Yani, yeah. I do what I can. And, inshallah. Um, I mean, it's, again, like you mentioned um, using the platform for good. Yeah. Um, obviously, we hear the term influencer today uh, thrown around a lot. Everyone, Everyone's an influencer. Everyone wants to be yeah. an influencer. But I guess the question is, what are we influencing people to do, right? Oh, don't uh, <laughs> So uh, what what is it for you, like... Uh, your even your videos, the content you create, is there like a thought process behind it? Like, it, or is it just now? Nah, today I feel like putting out a Q and A video. Tomorrow I feel like putting out 
I don't know, this video, some skit or something like, you know, yeah. is there a thought process behind it? Like, is there a long-term thing that you have behind it? And then for you, what is, you know, what, obviously we're not speaking on behalf of everyone out there, but for you, what is the ideal way of using, using the platform that you have? Okay. So, so for me, I, I follow a principle. Yeah. Unless it's helping someone, uh, don't share it. Okay. Um, if it's going to be personal and, and about me and it's just wasting people's time, I don't usually, my life is my life. Yeah. I feel like I, uh, which is totally fine. It's yeah, okay yeah. for you. I sometimes do that as well because I think you need to, yeah. to show some 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 emotions yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> to your followers or to people around you in general. Mm. But um, but for me, I, I want to have some sort of content whenever I, I release something. So mm. if, it's, if it has something that will help people, sure, I'll, I'll share it. Yeah. Um, in terms of how do you use your, your, uh, your following? So the Prophet ﷺ, there, there was a situation that was, that happened. Uh, a poor man, a poor man walked into the masjid and then the Prophet ﷺ got very upset. Mm. They prayed. Then the Prophet ﷺ got up after prayer while the man was sitting down and he started talking to the, to the, to the people in the masjid. And he starts saying, who's going to help him? Who's going to feed him? Who's going to support him? Mm. One man, once the Sahabi got up, he went to his home. He came back with, with clothes, with food and all of that. And then when Sahaba saw him, they got up and they started doing the same thing. Mm. Afterwards, the Prophet ﷺ got very happy and he pointed at the man and he said a, a popular hadith that whoever does something good and people follow him and do the same mm. thing, he will get the ajr of all of them combined. Yeah. Um, so... And then the Prophet said, and, but whoever does a sin and everybody follows him, mm. they're getting the same sin. So that always scared me. Right. Okay. So I was always very careful with what I upload for me personally. Mm. I don't want a single person to do something that's wrong that I might have influenced them to do. Right. You know, so I'm, I'm very specific with what I upload and what I show. And maybe that's why I don't upload as much because I'm... You know, if only if it's good. Yeah. yeah only yeah. if it's gonna help someone do something that's good. Mm. Um, but so my advice to people who have a following is to be careful. Mm. You are influencing people, even if you <clears throat> don't realize it. There are you know young kids who look up to you, and they might, you know, feel like they wanna um, uh, copy you in a way, or just it, it doesn't come like that. It, it's basically. Um, they do it subconsciously. They don't realize yeah, yeah, yeah. that they're doing it, but they are doing it because they saw someone else do it. Mm. But they don't have to be like, oh, you're my role model. Anybody can see something and they'd want to copy it. Yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. that, normal psychology. Now, mm. I don't want to be in a position where I'm influencing someone to do something negative. So for people who have a following, be careful of that. Mm. You know, you have now, you know, young kids who are looking at social media and they have no one else but, these figures to look up to or, yeah. or to see what else do they have they have movies they have uh videos there's so much content out there mm -hmm. that's very negative and um not all of them not everything is negative but we don't have solid influence in mm -hmm. a way and that's that's something that always bothered me and and you know you feel bad for for youth growing up and you feel yeah. like you want to do something about it but at the same time you can't change everybody yeah so just just be careful of that in, in a way and know that there are people that are looking up to you. Yeah. There's um I mean sorry I was, I was just going to quickly say because the everyone obviously wants 
to get to that level and and a lot of people obviously have good intentions like i want to get to that level where i do have influence so i can i can do good um but obviously like what we're saying is that there's a huge responsibility that comes with it as well where you have to actually be conscious of what you're doing what you're uploading uh what you're saying because it can have an uh, just the way social media is things just get shared like that and it's it's everywhere right yeah. um and you know like so many people want that uh, but i don't think they realize that there's a detriment behind it there's a reason yeah. right um i'm going to mention an interesting story uh just going back a couple of years where uh, i was i was with you at okay. an event i don't i don't even know if you remember but uh, <laughs> I, was, i was i was speaking to you this was after the Can event you ask me the question yes ask you the question right um and i basically i think i was frustrated at the time and i kind of said to you bro like there's there's all these people out there doing all this crazy stuff and they've got such huge followings like online and then there's other people out there like we're, we're trying to do some khair we're trying to do some good but there's there's nothing I and mean, we're not getting the same response what is it like what's the issue and things like that and i remember um the response you gave and you kind of turned around to me and you said like you know how do you know like perhaps allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hasn't given you a platform he hasn't given you that following he hasn't given you that influence because he knows that is not good for you he knows that perhaps if you had it if you had like a million followers as an example um you it might have gotten to you you would start getting arrogant you look down on other people or you start using it for the wrong reasons or you just wouldn't be able to handle it and we had a very brief conversation but i won't lie to you that it struck a chord with me and i i actually remembered that and i actually quote your advice to a lot of people and it was actually from around that time where i stopped caring about followers and things like that where before that i was like no no I, again i i i thought to myself i had the right intention i needed to because i needed to reach out i needed to do more good and then i stopped caring i was like you know what and i'm there's if there's khair in it there's khair in it. even if there's one person there's benefit right exactly and so i stopped caring and actually it was from the time i stopped caring where allah opened up more opportunities Inshallah, for me that's amazing It's amazing, right? And yeah. and uh, you know, I thought I'd mention that since you since you're here, but it was a good piece of advice and I genuinely feel like a lot of people can benefit from that piece of advice, you know? Yeah, exactly. It, it all comes back to intentions and, mm, and Exactly. I'm I'm very happy to hear that because I was I was curious how you were doing uh, afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, uh that's 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 what it is. I mean, if if you're doing it so people so you can become famous and people mm. can, you know, start recognizing you, that's not going to give you happiness. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely. not. And we know that. Everybody mm. who becomes popular, they tell you, you know what? This is probably the most difficult thing I've ever dealt with. Yeah. You know, for me, it's it's like I don't know, uh, like I feel like it's the most difficult part, but I don't want to question what Allah put me in mm. or i don't want to say why did you do this to me i'm not yeah. I, i don't say that <clears throat> but i know that this was something that maybe i wouldn't even have wanted mm. you know but i know that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did it for me خلاص, i'm gonna accept it and i'm gonna use it so it's a test for people who are trying to get there and and do it if yani, it's a test it's a it's it might be even difficult you might yeah. go through something that's that's not good for you yeah um you might fail the test you might pass the test but if you do it right if 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 it's done right mm. i think we should all be aiming at helping the community definitely the purpose is not you or me the purpose mm. is the community mm. the purpose is youth that are struggling yeah them so if we if we stop focusing on us and focusing on 
on others, I think you'll find it more enjoyable and uh, you'll have that satisfaction and um, you'll be more content because you're not waiting for results for you. You're you're more about executing actions and actually making things happen and projects mm. happen and 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 actually getting things done. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I and mean, that's, that's what it is. All comes back to intentions. Intentions, yeah. and you know, coming back to uh, on that note with with the with the platforms that we have. So, alhamdulillah, last few years you've been getting more and more involved in um, like charity projects yeah. around the world. Recently, you've come back from from Bangladesh, yeah. uh, which is obviously it's it's where my parents are from. Um, so it's, it was just it was just kind of it was just strange, like seeing not strange in a bad way, as in like just seeing you know Palestinian yeah. going to Bangladesh. What was the like? What what were you doing in Bangladesh? Let's just speak about that first and foremost. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I I I called up HRF and yeah. Human Relief Foundation, and we were like, I was like, you know what? I have I have this time off. Right. You know, let, let's let's go. Let's, yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> and uh, I said, I like let's find a village that really really needs help, mm. and we'll go film it and we'll start fundraising. Let's do this. Okay. And uh, they set it up together. It was, I think I gave them like a three weeks notice. It was, oh, really? and it was pretty quick. Um, and uh, we, we went to Bangladesh and we found a village that's five hours away from the main city of Silet. Right. I don't know which city you're Silet. from. Yeah, okay, yeah, nice. Silet, yeah. Yeah. Mashallah, very good people. Mashallah. And you, uh, it's obvious that they're, I feel like they're more religious than other cities in a mm. way. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, 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 that's just from what I've seen. I haven't been for a long time, but. Yeah, they, it, they seem it, very. It, it makes sense. Yeah, makes and sense I've heard that from people too yeah, when yeah. I mentioned, they're like, yeah, they're known to be, mm. you know, good people and, 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 uh, it's so nice. I love going to a Muslim country, man. Living living here, you, it makes you appreciate mm. seeing Muslims around you, just seeing your brothers around you, just saying salam alaikum, jazakallah mm. khair, barakallah feek, like simple things like that. Yeah, it makes you appreciate uh, appreciate that. So when when you're in a Muslim country, regardless of, like I really, I genuinely felt like I'm home, because mm. because not because of the culture, because of the deen, because mm. of like salam alaikum. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, alhamdulillah, it was nice. So the village was uh, uh, five hours away. Uh, the reason why we chose this specific village is because anything that they need, going to mm. the hospital, going to, to school, they have to travel by boat and then take a car. It would, the journey would be super long, like three, four right. hours. Um, in fact, when we went there, there was a lady who, uh, and I posted this on Instagram, there was a lady who was... Um, who was sick for the past 20, 20 days, and she was just, she was just out of it for twenty days. Um, and uh, we asked him, why don't you take her to the hospital? And he said, I can't afford to take her to the hospital. You wow. know, he can't afford the journey. Wow. You know, he, he he can't take a bus and go to the hospital. Mm. And uh, uh, so we said, you know what? We'll we'll help you. Just take her to the hospital. Uh, the next day, she had passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Subhanallah. So, and and the the second time we went to the village, we were sitting down, we were just filming, mm. and then I'm telling you, this this older man just drops to the ground. Right. You know, there was uh, uh, there was another medical student with us in the crew, and we, we we started examining the guy, and and they they started putting water on him. Okay. And then slowly he started started regaining his consciousness, and then mm. he got up and he was complaining of severe pain. And he, they said that he's been fainting for the past three, uh, three days, mm. and we're like, take him to the hospital. Mm. They can't, they can't. 
and if you look at how they live, uh, and subhanAllah, man, subhanAllah, it, it really, it, it makes you think, you know what, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose them to be in that, in that situation, yeah. not me. Mm-hmm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put me here for a reason, mm-hmm. okay? So what am I going to do about it? What am I going to do about the position that I have? Yeah. Their job is to be patient. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing them. You never know, maybe the dunya... The dunya is not for them. The akhirah, inshallah, is for them. Mm, but it makes you question us. What about us? We have almost everything that we, mm. we need here. You know, so what what do we have to do in order to get to Jannah as well? Because we have to do something. Yeah. Um, so just reflect. It, make, it makes you reflect on, 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 your, on your life. Mm. Uh, but inshallah, we're trying to build them a, a shelter. We're trying to build them um, a school because the kids inshallah. there don't have a school. Mm. And uh, they don't go to school because it's way too far. Yeah. So it's, it's sad. It's it's a tough situation. They need is, a lot yeah. of help. There, I mean, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. And mm. whenever we talk about charity work, I'm always telling people, "Hey, get into charity work. Do it. Mm. Like if if you're sitting down, you don't know what to do, and <laughs> or you have some free time, you can do this part time as well. Yeah. Do charity work. It's a really nice nice." Uh, uh, feel to be in and there's so much reward in it yani, the mm. Quran is filled with sadaqah sadaqah the Prophet sallam, talks so much about the sadaqah he talks so much about the, yani, uh, the orphans and, and mm. the benefit that you get from helping orphans and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always in the Quran says um, mm. yani, donate for yourself yeah. it's not like donate for them for yourself because yeah. you're helping yourself you're getting mm. the, the the benefits out of your your charity um in in yom al-qiyamah like as soon as someone dies as soon as someone dies the first thing that they wish that they can go back and do oh, is sadaqa. give sadaqah yeah and that's very deep that's mm. that's very serious in a way yeah, yeah, that what is it about sadaqah <clears throat> that as soon as someone dies they're gonna be like hey i wish i went back to do sadaqah you know what is it about sadaqah uh, that's that's uh, making it this valuable. Mm. So there's a lot of a lot of uh, interesting things about about this topic, and you hear so many stories about people who experience, uh, who have stories and experiences mm. with with sadaqah, like oh yeah. I donated this, I got this back, or I donated donated this, the disease went away. Mm. Just YouTube it, filled, packed, 100%. and and people you and people invest in sadaqah as well. Yeah. 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 You've invested in it. Yeah, because Allah promised that you get back your reward. And yeah, yeah, that's true. And they actually calculate it. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, it's really interesting. It's really you interesting. Know, I, I, likewise, I've had so many amazing stories, amazing stories, yeah. uh, you know, over the years about people who have, like you said, instant returns. Yeah. Ten times return with, with of, of course, a good intention. They yeah, planted yeah. that and, and it, was, it, was, it was a beautiful investment that they made. Uh, it was really interesting. So, I mean, so you've spent time in Bangladesh. You've, you've been around the world. So the recent one is in Bangladesh. So you, you're pretty much trying to, what, like, kind of revamp this village, right? Yeah. Shelter and, and school and, and, and things like that, which is very interesting. So how, do you feel like you're coming back to the whole social media side of things? That platform has actually helped you um, to kind of raise funds, raise awareness, get the community together. Do you feel like it's definitely helped? Yeah, that? Alhamdulillah. 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 It definitely did help. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm thankful for it in a way. Because it's like, you know, you have people who are out there who trust you. Mm-hmm. And I'll never take that for granted. Mm-hmm. I'm very specific with like organizations. Yeah. like Because, you know, People trust you in a way, like okay, sure, we'll donate, we'll help you, mm. um, and I I don't want to lose that trust, so I'm very careful with it, um, and 
of course you 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 wanna you, it makes you feel like you're responsible to help more people because you have this yeah, this yeah, amount yeah. of people who are helping you and 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 all that um so I'm, uh, of course i'm always grateful for that alhamdulillah and i i wanna keep doing more projects if i feel like if the more you do and the more you implement and the more that people see that you're actually getting things done the mm. more they're going to trust you and i want to do that i want us to work together and not not because I, I want to do it because I want to finish the project again, going back to the whole everything that we spoke about, mm. but because like, come on, we're doing something. Let's just continue doing it. Yeah, like, yeah. We're, we're only living here for a few more re- years. So mm. might as well. Let's just, let's just do this together, guys. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to help you. You help me as long as we get something done together, mm. inshallah. inshallah. Um, and, and that's the point, inshallah. What's, what's your like, uh, What's it been like over the years, like success-wise, in terms of getting together, getting people together? Um, so obviously, Bangladesh is a more recent one. Yeah. Um, what kind of stuff have you done in the past, getting together? Like you must have like amazing stories looking back, and so many people. Obviously, you know, you've met people along the way that, alhamdulillah, through through Allah's will and through people's donations, you've managed to help. Like, what what has it been like over those years? What kind of stuff has so happened? So the people that you meet, it's amazing the yeah. amount of people that you meet because you're traveling, you're meeting these people. Yeah. yeah. Like. Uh, for example, in Mali, in mm. in, uh, in Mali, I have I have people that I consider as family. Really? Yeah, like <laughs> we're very very close. I've been there about like five times, but every time I go to them, I'm I'm hanging out with them, and mm. and yeah, and it, you feel that connection. That's it. Yeah. Me me and these people were friends forever. Inshallah. Yeah, yeah. Like Shalom. so, the amount of people that you connect with through organizations and charity work, you both share similar visions. You're mm. both there for the same reason. So it's a it's a it's an interesting vibe. Um, in terms of like, um, in terms of uh, achievements and and what's something that I'm personally proud of is the work that we did in Mali. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Because originally when we started, we um, uh, we started with Pi's projects, mm. and uh, the director of Pi's projects, his name is Fahim. I I contacted him. We we met up. He was actually a sponsor of Inspiration Series. I see. Yeah, and uh, and when we met up, I was like, you know what, you have a charity. Let's let's start off by doing like a few projects, inshallah. Mm. Like I'll try to share it. We'll try to get some people involved. Yeah. yeah. Um, he said, okay, let's do it. So we flew down to to Mali, and uh, we filmed a documentary there about water. Mm. I just I just called my boys. I was like, <laughs> hey guys. Like, come with me one of my friends uh he's a filmmaker i just called him we he's the same person that in, in high school that we did the 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 youtube uh, okay, videos okay. together so i called him i was like hey listen we we want to do this and that he's like okay i'm gonna come with you guys so we filmed it and that first project uh we we wanted to build uh we wanted to build water wells and mm. and, and uh, schools Alhamdulillah, it picked up. It picked up. Mm-hmm. It got over. Um, I think so far we have like over 1.5 million. Mashallah. Alhamdulillah. So that's my my biggest. Uh, yeah. Because it was like your your baby started yeah, from yeah, the yeah. beginning, and Alhamdulillah now, like Alhamdulillah now we have like over a thousand water wells in in wow. Mali alone. Mashallah. Uh, so it's that's why I say you start small. Like if you want to get involved, start small. You don't have to. Yeah, people yeah. are always like, "Hey, how can I go to to these countries so I can help them?" You don't have to help them there. Mm. There are so many different websites now that you can create your own campaign, mm-hmm. and you follow a cause. You you go to a website, you you follow their cause, and you're like, you know what, I want to support this cause, and yeah. start collecting donations for 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 them. Mm. Um, so, 
and you'd be surprised the impact that you're going to have when you start small and and uh you'll see you'll see you're changing people's lives mm. and when you start seeing that it's like yo i can do this i'm going to keep doing this and uh this is a part of me that's it and it, it it's um it's very fulfilling in a way yeah yeah and uh, subhanallah yani if one person that you've helped on the day of judgment points at you and tells mm. allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he helped me you need that yeah. in a way yeah you do yeah you know you, you whatever you can get in this life so it can help you when you're standing in front of allah do it mm. this is serious it's not a joke it's serious mm. you're going to stand in front of allah it's going to happen Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. What, what, whether you kind of believe it or not, it's going to happen. You know, you will mm-hmm. stand in front of Allah and He will question you and then it's going to be up to His mercy. Yeah. So you have to do as much as you can in this life so you can have, you know, your deeds so you can present them to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and hopefully you get Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. And inshallah you will. Inshallah. Inshallah, inshallah we all get Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. But you want to do as much as you can in yeah. this life before you pass away. Um, and I think charity work is one of the most noble, one of the most amazing uh, fields that you can get into. Mm, yeah. Definitely. MashaAllah. Amazing to hear about it. And hopefully it inspires more of us to, to get involved, inshallah. May Allah bless you in all your projects that you're working on. Uh, on one final note, you did mention the Inspiration Series. Many of us, mashallah, we're fans and, and we followed it. Uh, are we expecting any more of Inspiration Series in the future? Yes, inshallah. inshallah. So we, we are planning for Inspiration 3. Brilliant. And uh, right now we're in the planning phase. Yeah. We do have scripts ready and mm. uh, we're just you know, uh, waiting, inshallah, to implement them, to start filming. Uh, we, we were just talking last week about choosing dates for, for filming. So I'm excited right. for that. Inshallah. Um, yeah, we want to uh, do something different. Um, and, uh, of course, Inspiration Series is, is very <laughs> special. Sheikh Omar Suleiman is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, inshallah, he's, he's, he's amazing. He's inshallah. special. He's special. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's. Did you someone... know him from, like, before? Like, how did you connect We We him? knew each other from before, but we, we got... We started connecting more after Inspiration Series, right, for sure. Right. Um, he's someone that I definitely, yani, uh, whenever I think about it, if I was, um, I definitely recommend that we listen to what he has to say. Mm. Um, he's He's been posting a lot lately and, and uh, uh, a lot of interesting articles. And I think that we should... Um, listen to him learn from him as much as we can he's someone who i feel is very genuine mashallah Inshallah. and uh, i would definitely put him in a leadership position definitely i agree with you i think he's uh gold golds when it comes to being an imam mashallah, yeah right a yeah, mashallah. inshallah we can have him on, on on this show one yeah, day as well inshallah when he comes inshallah. bro it's uh, been an absolute pleasure to have you on See. i feel like we've discussed a lot <laughs> we, we started with quran and we, we ended up here with charity work and and all of these things and social media in between, alhamdulillah. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much Same for taking here. out your time yeah. for being on here. And may Allah bless you in, in everything that you do. And inshallah, all the best with the last few, last kind of hurdle with medical school. Inshallah. And then once that's done, we hope to see more of you, inshallah, back inshallah. on, 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 on the videos. Thank you for having me. Really. Thank you so much, bro. Uh, thank you so much to all of our viewers. And 
our listeners for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Lots of uh, lots of things that we discussed, lots of practical tips to take away, lots of action points as well, inshallah. Make sure you check out all of the work of our dear brother Muhammad Ziyara. Subscribe to our channel on, on uh, YouTube and on iTunes. And from your host Shabir, from the rest of us, we hope to be back with you very soon. Take care of yourselves. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.